don't go into this cycle of fear of missing out or fear of you're not doing it right or you're not enough in some way. No one knows better than you of what you can and cannot do. No one is seeing your world through your eyes. So we don't need to seek validation and approval from people outside of us. Take an assessment within. Do you like your reasons for saying yes or for saying no? And what I want you to really understand here is for every yes that you say, there is always an equal and opposite no to something else. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So... How are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to be back with you for another week and hopefully with some additional content that is really going to serve you. I was thinking about this episode, knowing it was going to go out in November, the first of November, and thinking about just kind of the holiday season that is approaching us. We just finished up Halloween on my side of things, you know, with the festivities, the nightly activities over multiple days, the craziness sometimes at school and what they have going on there, some community activities. And for me, when October arrives, that sensation of holiday season and all the things that need to be done and the busyness that sometimes shows up can be very overwhelming. You know, even for myself, like I can go into that place of we're almost done with the end of the year. In fact, I have to tell you guys this. We were with a good friend of ours. She was our nanny for many, many years. And we were doing some arts and crafts at her home. She had us over and my kids were like, How many more days till Christmas? At this time, it was 63 days away. And so they made those paper chains to take one off of each day. And as I'm hearing 63 days, I have one of my children say, there's only, I can't remember the number now, but 10 more weekends until Christmas. Like I'm just sitting here going, my brain can quickly go into overwhelm and panic. And that's what I wanted to talk about this episode with you guys. Because the holiday season is approaching. If you think it's here, it's here. I know when I go out shopping to just do my normal grocery shopping, I'm seeing all of the stuff that was Halloween. There's some Thanksgiving and now even Christmas stuff that's out there for purchase. And so I find it so fascinating how we can get into overwhelm very easily. Because on top of our normal activities, you know, laundry, grocery shopping, kid activities, homework, project work, house cleaning, serving those around in our community, like whatever your normal activities are, now comes the additional holiday busyness with gift shopping, 
that for your family, your extended family, your friends, your neighbors, maybe it looks like social gatherings with family or friends or community. And then you have to factor in the activities that your kids have with their friends, what invitations they have. There's special meal times. You know, in November, we have Thanksgiving here in the States and, you know, all the preparation that takes place for that. Maybe it's holiday cards, you know, where we send out an update on the family progress of everything that is going on in our world with each of our children, with us individually, like what Ever the holiday busyness is for you, I want you to really think about it. And I want to ask you, like, seriously, no wonder the overwhelm, the worry, and even anxiety can go into overdrive during this time. Sometimes we show up as the yelling, barking, orders, crazy person in our home, or maybe on the opposite side of that spectrum. We don't show up at all. We just give up before the season even begins or before the holidays are even here. We just go into, can't do it, not going to do it. And we don't show up. Maybe it's a mix of the two for you. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle, depending on the moment or the day of the week, right? Like just where you are. And I want to ask you, does any of this sound familiar? Does any of this sound familiar to you? Can you find yourself in the midst of holiday overwhelm? Today, you guys, I want to share with you six tips. And I promise you, I'm sure there are many more, but I wanted to just narrow it down to these six tips to really help you keep out of holiday overwhelm and really understand that you can take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. Okay, this is not a checkbox list that you must do these things to stay out of holiday overwhelm. These are some intentional things that I do that I look at to really help me stay out of the overwhelm of the holiday season, because I'm going to tell you, I love the holidays. I love the family time. I love the gathering. I love the excitement I get to see with my children. And when I'm going into that panic crazy person that sometimes shouts and yells and barks orders and um, is trying to control all the things, I lose my peace and I lose my joy. And these are six tips that I have for you that I do that have served me in many ways. And I want to share it with you today. So again, take what works, leave what doesn't. So my first tip for you is decide and plan ahead of time. What do I mean by this? I really want you to examine for you and your life and your world, what are you wanting and willing to do this holiday season? What are the things that you are wanting and willing to say yes to? I want you to kind of take all the things that swirl in your mind of the things that you have to get done, that you think that you must get done, the things you want to do that are swirling in your mind. And I want you to drop it onto paper, put it out, get it out of your mind and onto paper. I tell you guys, even with my coaching clients, I do this often because when you put your thoughts onto paper, when you put the things you're thinking about, and sometimes your brain will obsess over and you put it onto paper, it's a way of releasing that from your mind and it helps it to not obsess over it. So get it all out. Maybe it's your November and December, everything that you have going on, or you think you could have going on or what you might have going on, just put it out onto paper and just take a look. 
Look at it and evaluate it based on your priorities, the way you want to show up and live your life, prioritizing what is important to you, for you, for your family. When you have your priorities, when you live your life by your priorities, it makes it so much easier to make decisions as things come into play. And when you do this process of deciding and planning ahead of time in advance, then it's so much easier to make these decisions. So evaluate these priorities and create a list of what you want to tackle this holiday season. Maybe it looks like holiday parties, ones that you're participating in, or maybe some that you might want to even host. What if you get the surprise invitation or one of your children do? What does that look like for you? Decide what you're going to do in advance, what you feel you are capable of doing and willing to do. Holiday meals. If you have a bunch of people coming over and your home needs to look a particular way or you want it to look a particular way or you need certain meal prep things done in advance, take the time to just get it out and look at it. If you're a holiday card person, it's again, it's pre-planning. Decide ahead when you're going to do it. Manage your time versus time being managed for you. Allocate the time. Decide how much time you need to do the thing and pick the days in which you're going to do it. When you create these plans and you make these decisions in advance, it is so much lighter, easier, smoother when you're going through the navigation of it day in and day out. Here's another thing to kind of decide in a plan ahead of time. You know, when we have social gatherings, there are people with many different opinions, many different viewpoints, right? So you might have situations or maybe even a family member that you tend to not agree with, that you have different points of views. What I want to offer to you again, is this part of deciding ahead of time. What are you going to do in those moments? Having different viewpoints, you guys, is not a problem unless you decide to make it one. If you decide to make it one, then you have to deal with that problem. But if you don't, and you've decided in a hedge, you know, these are the things I'm just not going to talk about over the holiday season. I'm not going to engage in these conversations, or I'm not going to start these conversations. Or if it starts going in this conversation, I might just stand up and walk over and do something with my kids and nieces, nephews, cousins, like whatever it is for you. You might want to just do something different. Again, deciding ahead of time. I want you all to just know when it comes to these differing thoughts and differing opinions. People are allowed to think and believe what they want. Like truly all of us, including you, we don't have to see things their way, or they have to see things our way. We are allowed to see the world differently and it's okay. Okay. I just want you guys to understand and know this because when you can really appreciate that and allow those differences to be in your world, then it doesn't feel so heavy when we're trying to convince everyone to see it our way or thinking that our way is the right way. And it's the only way to do things or to view things. So just be on to yourself. What I want you to ask yourself in these moments is what feels most like love to you? And when you're asking that question, knowing your audience absolutely matters because what feels like love at times might just be to listen. What feels like love might be to remove yourself from the dynamic. What feels like love might be sharing something, something that you've learned, you've gained, you've experienced, or a combination of any one of these, but really decide what feels like love in this moment and check in with yourself and just see what your emotional response is. Are you on the upward or downward spiral? Okay. So that's number one. Number two, 
I want to share with you guys this concept of dropping the ideas of perfection and comparison. Just drop the idea of perfection, you guys, because the truth of the matter is perfection does not exist, not in this lifetime. So you don't need it to be the goal. And this pursuit of perfection can really create a lot of this overwhelm when things don't go the way we think it should or the way we want it to be. Really look at it and go with like this 80-20. If we're 80% there, it can be amazing. 70% there, it can be amazing. We don't always have to hit that target of it's exactly the way it needs to be and it's just perfect. Because I promise you, if you have a human brain like me, your brain is always going to find something wrong with whatever it is that's going on. With whatever it is that you've done, your brain will look for the opportunity where it's not perfect. Okay, here's the other thing. Decide how you want to experience your life and take action from that place. Do you want to have more love and connection? Then create that for you. Start thinking those thoughts and take action from that place. Do you want more disharmony and disconnect? That's okay, right? If if that's what you want in your life, then we take action from that place. But decide how you want to experience your life and then work at coming from that place. Here's the other thing about this concept of perfection. Comparison, you guys. Comparison is the thief of joy. I don't know about you, but I like to experience joy and I want more joy this time of the year. So in order for me to experience that, I truly have to be the gatekeeper of my mind. What are the thoughts I'm entertaining? What are the meanings I'm assigning other people's actions and behaviors? Be the gatekeeper of your mind and be on to yourself when that inner critic of all the things that are going wrong and where we're not doing it right, or it's not enough starts coming into play because you don't have to go down those paths. If you don't want to, there is choice. And you can redirect your thoughts around this to, well, maybe, maybe I'm doing it wrong and maybe I'm not. Maybe it's enough, maybe not, but am I good with it? Like really get curious and ask the questions so that you can show up the way that you want to experience your life. I'm going to just share here real quick, you guys, Christmas cards. I remember my first child when she was little and I was seeing these Christmas cards and all the cute updates that people were sending out about their family, what their spouse was doing, what they were doing, what their kids are into. Like, I was like, Oh, I want to be that. I so want to do that. And I bought cards to do this thing, you know, to, to create this experience and to send it out into the world to those that I wanted to share what was going on in my world. Well, I still, to this day, she's now 13. So 13 years later, have these cards in a box that I never did because it was too much for me. It was too overwhelming. The thought of creating this. And I want you to know, I was creating that all with my own thinking about it. Okay. I own it. And what I ended up deciding is that's not really what I want to do. That really isn't sound like fun to me. It wasn't really exciting. And that's why it was so heavy for me and why I never took action. So if something isn't what you see as fun or something you want to do, you don't have to, even if other people around you are doing it, you don't have to do the things that really don't light you up. Know this. Okay. Don't, don't sit here and go, well, they're doing it. So, so should I, the only person you should compare yourself to is you. 
That's it. No one else, no one outside of you, not what they're doing, not what they're posting, not how they're creating this Christmas experience for their family or this Thanksgiving experience. None of that. You compare you this year to last year from today to what you did yesterday or even last week, compare you to you because that is the only comparison that is of any value to you. Are you showing up the way you want to in your life? Are you experiencing those things the way that you want to? Are you having the relationships that you want to have in your world? That's what you're asking yourself and you're comparing you to you. Number three, don't overcommit. You guys, we can get into bad habits of overcommitting, you know, where we want to be the yes person. We want to say yes to everyone and everything that comes in our path because we have this fear that we might miss out on something. Don't go into this cycle of fear of missing out or fear of you're not doing it right or you're not, you're not enough in some way. No one knows better than you of what you can and cannot do. No one is seeing your world through your eyes. So we don't need to seek validation and approval from people outside of us. Take an assessment within. Do you like your reasons for saying yes or for saying no? And what I want you to really understand here is for every yes that you say, there is always an equal and opposite no to something else. I want you to evaluate what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to against your priorities, against the standards in which you want to live your life. And if you're living in that alignment with what you're trying to create, understand and acknowledge and accept your limits. There's limits that we have in regards to time, to our energy, and to our ability. And so it is okay to say that two-letter word, no. And what I want to offer here, you guys, when you say no, it does not mean you're not a good person. It doesn't mean that you're not caring or loving enough. It doesn't mean, well, if I were better in this way, I could have said yes. None of that's true. And you know, it's not true because of the emotional response it gives you. Any one of those thoughts are going to put you on the downward spiral and it just isn't true. So ask yourself, what are your reasons for saying yes or saying no? Just ask. And do you like your reasons? If you like your reasons, then continue to move ahead. If you don't, then reevaluate and get your emotional state back up so you can really decide what's going to be best for you and your family in that moment. The fourth item I had for you is ask for help. I find it so interesting that we come into this life experience in families. We experience this life together, never alone. We are not here to do it all alone, all by ourselves. So don't get stuck in this losing cycle. Here's the other thing. I'm going to let you in on this little secret. There's no such thing as a mind reader or a mood reader. (laughs) Okay. Like if you are showing up or you're ignoring people or you're slamming drawers and cabinets and doors, people just might think you're upset. It doesn't necessarily mean you need help. So I want you to ask for the help you need. Ask your spouse, 
ask your children, ask your neighbors, ask your family and friends, whomever you need to ask, ask for what you need and be open to the response that you receive. They might come back and say, I can't right now. They might offer a different time frame or a different approach. Consider what it is that they're offering to you and see if it will work for you. But ask for the help that you need. Again, there's no mind reading going on. People don't know that you need something unless you're using your words. And I'm going to share something with you here. When you're asking, make sure you're actually asking a question, not making demands or ordering. I promise you, it is not the same thing. When we're demanding, I need you to unload the dishwasher. I need you to switch the load. I need you to fold your clothes. Like whatever that, those are demands and orders. That is not asking. Asking for something is a willingness of you hearing yes or no in whatever it is that you're asking. I myself ask with my why. Why am I asking? I'm sharing it in advance so someone can get a sneak peek of what is going on in my world. I don't just make demands and orders. I ask with an openness to give some insight of what is going on in my world. And I tend to find when you can share what saying yes will give you, when you can share in advance, it is received differently for them to evaluate what they are or aren't able to do. I promise you there is a different way to ask. I might do an episode on that and someday in the future, but I just wanted to make you aware there is a difference between asking and ordering and demanding, but please to get out of the overwhelm, ask for what you need, where you need more support. Okay. Number five is leverage gratitude. You guys, this is so huge in all aspects of your life. Look for ways to experience more gratitude in your life daily. I promise it is an antidote to so many things that go on. Gratitude is an antidote for anger. You cannot have some downward spiral emotion that you're experiencing and be grateful at the same time. It just isn't possible. So access gratitude as often as you can through your holiday season. I would encourage you to look for a daily practice of gratitude. Scan your day. What can you appreciate about it? Scan your week, your month, your year. Look back over your life and look for things to be grateful for. I promise there is much you can be grateful for when you're looking for it. Even the small and simple things. For me, it's like the sunrise or a sunset. So small and simple. And yet it is such a beautiful thing. My kids are always looking, I'm looking up at the sky so often and they, they sometimes make fun of me because I will find beauty in all of it. And it's because I'm grateful for what world I live in, for having breath in my lungs, a beating heart, a body that is able to respond to everything I'm experiencing and fueling it with. Like there is just so much to be grateful for. So look for gratitude. I promise you guys, it will serve you in many ways in keeping out of overwhelm. And this number six is the most important thing to do. I thought about putting it as number one, you know, it wasn't listed in orders of priority, but I really want you to embrace this tip. And that is don't neglect you. It is your job to take care of you. 
It is not anyone else's job. It's not your spouse's job. It's not your children's job. It's not your family's job. It's not your friend's job. It is your job to take care of you, to meet your needs. You must prioritize you in your world. When you are able to keep your buckets full, when you are full as a human being, this will enable you to give more freely to those around you. It is such a funny thing, you guys. And I promise, just look at your own world and how you've experienced things in your life. When you are depleted, when you feel you have nothing left to give, it is because you are neglecting you. You are not taking care of you. I want you to think about this. You know, when we we fly on planes, we hear the instruction about putting your oxygen mask on you first. There is reason and purpose. I promise it is not because you're selfish, but rather it enables you to be selfless. Taking care of you, I'm going to say this again, is not a selfish act, but rather enables you to be more selfless, meaning you have more to give when your buckets are full, when you're taking care of you, when you're meeting your needs and not just depleting yourself, giving and giving and giving and giving. I'm not saying you don't give. I am saying you make sure that you're putting your oxygen mask on first, taking care of you. It is not a one-time event. It is not, well, last month I took care of me. This is a daily multiple times throughout a day practice. I know this for me based on my emotional state. When I'm starting to show up more often on the downward spiral with my family, with my children, with my spouse, I know I'm not taking care of me. I haven't done the things I need to, whether it's me getting on the elliptical, going for a walk, reading a book, those things that light me up, whatever your practice is, Maybe it's just looking at yourself in the mirror as you're getting ready for the day or getting ready for bed at night and just appreciating the things you've been able to accomplish, even if it's not your full list, but that you showed up for you today, that you took care of you and those around you. Appreciate the things that you're doing. Take care of you. Because again, you guys, the more full you are, the more you're able to give freely to those around you. So pay attention to you, pay attention to what you need, because when you are taking care of you, you are able to take care of those around you. It's such a beautiful thing. So the next time you find yourself in the midst of holiday overwhelm, I want you to remember these six tips, decide and plan ahead of time. Drop the ideas of perfection and comparison. Don't overcommit. Ask for help. Leverage gratitude. And most important, don't neglect you. Make sure you're putting time in there for yourself. If you are having any relationship problems or you tend to find yourself kind of experiencing the same struggle over and over and over again in your life, maybe it looks a little different, but it feels very similar. If you're wanting to have support in navigating the day-to-day of your life, maybe support reconnecting with who you really are. I've been really thinking about this. When I think about this work that I'm doing, a lot of it comes down to 
finding you in your relationships. We sometimes take the roles that we play and it becomes our identity and we really lose connection with who we really are. And if this speaks to you and that sounds like you and you're wanting some support, then I would like to invite you to schedule your free consultation call with me. Go out to my website, lindsaykporter.com. Book a call with me. It's free. Let's look at what coaching can do for you, what I can do to support you in your world. If this is speaking to you, then please reserve your call today. A link will be provided in the show notes. So go check that out. I hope you all have a fabulous week and I look forward to more episodes with you this month. Sending you all much love. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges, work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A.